are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Jesus said to his disciples, Now you're clean through the Word which I've spoken unto you. God's Word in your life is important. And it's important that you base everything you do on the Word of God and that you understand that all the flack of the devil that he wraps up in packaging and trying to make it look like a gift from God that is not of God, it is of the devil. James said in the first chapter that every good and perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. In other words, there's not even any gradual. I think that word shadow, if I'm not mistaken, in the Greek comes from the word we get our word mutation from. There is no gradual turning from that which is good and perfect. In other words, God's not going to turn from what's good and perfect. So ask yourself, is cancer good? Is it perfect? Is it a love gift from God? Now, you wouldn't think you'd have to say these things, but you do. There are some people that believe that. But you see, they're deceived. And because they're deceived, they can't resist the devil. You know, if cancer was of God and it was working a good work, we ought to pray that everybody would have three of them. But we know that's not true. It's of the work of the devil. There was no sickness, disease in the earth until Satan showed up on the scene. And there will not be any when he leaves. So that ought to tell us where it comes from. You don't have to be too smart to figure that out if you just read a few things in the Word of God. Now let's look at something concerning what Jesus said and find the will of God. There's too many people. They spend a lot of time trying to figure out what God's will is. Let me read you something that Jesus said in Matthew, the sixth chapter. Teaching his disciples to pray in the sixth chapter of Matthew, Jesus says, verse 9, he says, After this manner therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, if you just take that verse right there, the 10th verse, it ought to prove to you that the problems, the troubles, the trials, the circumstances of life that are battering us and causing us to be weary and causing us calamity and problems in this earth couldn't be of God. Because Jesus said, pray that the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, if Jesus said for us to pray that way, or for those disciples to pray that way, then that must be the will of God. Now, if it's the will of God for it to be on earth as it is in heaven, it can't be God's will for sickness and disease and poverty to be running rampant down here. Because there's not any in heaven. So what he's saying is, pray that the kingdom come. See, when the kingdom has come, he said it's possible, this is inferred here, not said, but inferred, pray that the kingdom come. Because when the kingdom comes, it's possible that it can be on earth as it is in heaven. How? Through kingdom principles. Through us operating in the authority of the word of God and the principles of the kingdom, doing what Jesus said to do, then It can be that it could be on earth. I didn't say it would be now. 
I didn't say we're just going to get better and better and go into utopia. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is through kingdom principles, through operating in the authority of the Word of God and the principles of the kingdom, you can have some heaven here on earth. You can stop things from coming your way. You can break the powers of darkness that, that have overshadowed you. Now, you're not going to break them off the whole earth, but you can break them off the territory you're walking in and out around your house if you learn what the will of God is. See, the kingdom he's referring to here is the kingdom of God that came on the day of Pentecost when men were born again. The kingdom of God was set up in the hearts of men. The 17th chapter of Luke, verse 21. It says, the Pharisees demanded of him when the kingdom of God should come. He said, they won't say lo here, nor lo there. For he said, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. In other words, that's where the kingdom was going to be set up, was inside them and inside you as a believer. Now, what does it mean to have the kingdom of God inside us? It means that it's possible then for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. See, the kingdom came on the day of Pentecost. Now, that means that God can supply our need here on earth just like we were in heaven. Because he can do it through kingdom principles and it's perfectly legal to operate in the power of spiritual principles and the word of God. And it's like Paul said, my God shall meet your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, what it means to have your need met according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus is to have your need met just like you were already there. Now, the kingdom that was set up inside individuals in your heart when you were born again is the same kingdom. Now, listen to me closely and listen conclusively to what I say. Don't just get one part of it. It is the same kingdom that will be set up in the New Jerusalem. But it is a different manifestation of that kingdom. It's set up in the hearts of men individually. Now, when Jesus comes back, sets up his kingdom on earth, on the new earth, you see, heaven is going to come to earth. That shows you what the will of God is. It is God's will for it to be on this planet earth just like it is in heaven, and it's going to end up that way. Now, if it wasn't the will of God, then it wouldn't happen that way in the end. But we can already read the back of the book in the 22nd chapter of Revelation and find out that that's exactly the way it's going to end up, that heaven's going to be on earth, the new earth. So that is the will of God. That has always been the will of God. It is the will of God now that it be on earth, the same as it is in heaven. Pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now let's go a little further with this prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, that's a good one. How many of you have forgiven those that have trespassed against you the way that you were forgiven? And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Now, take a look at this 13th verse. Jesus said, pray, lead us not into temptation. Now, this word temptation is the same word throughout the New Testament translated temptation, test, and trial. It's the same Greek word that's in James, the first chapter, where he says, Count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptation. That means test and trial. Here he says, Pray through the Father that he would lead us not into temptation, test, or trial. 
Now, many of you have thought that it was God's will that we be always on trial. And certainly we should operate in the authority of the Word, come through the trial and test, and be stronger if we operate on the Word of God. But now that was not why the trial was sent. The trial is sent to destroy you. It's sin of the devil. It's not sin of God. Because here he says, pray that we won't be led in any way that we'll fall into that temptation, test, or trial. So if it was God's will for us to be in it, why would he tell us to pray that we'd be led where we wouldn't be in it? And you know, God is not schizophrenic. Either he's one way or the other. And he wants you delivered from evil. And I'll tell you, sickness, disease, and poverty is evil. It's a manifestation of evil on the earth. It was not here before Satan came. It won't be here after he leaves. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody that's poor is evil. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the manifestation of that is from the devil. Because he came to steal what God had given us. So he said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Now go with me again to Galatians, the first chapter. And let's read from verse 3 and 4. Paul says, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God our Father. That he might do what? That he might deliver us from this present evil world, or the evil that is present in this world. Now, what's evil in this world? Everything that Satan brought to this earth is evil. Jesus came to deliver us from that evil. Now, somebody said, well, how did he do that? Galatians 3.13 says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse of the law was threefold, poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Jesus delivered us from all three. Now, he had to suffer it to deliver us from it. Galatians, the third chapter, let me read it to you. Galatians, third chapter, verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Why? That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. What promise? That Abraham and his seed would be heirs of the world. See, you need to understand that God is on your side. He's not against you. Let me give you an example, and I think it'd be good if we look into it. Operating in the principles of the Word of God and doing what the Word of God says, saying what God says, is important in the things of life. And if we don't operate in these principles, which the Word gives us, then we're not going to be able to receive the things that the Word said we could have. Now, the sayings of Jesus. Jesus said, if you don't do my sayings, you're going to fail in life. Now, what are the sayings of Jesus? Let me just name a few of them for you. Jesus said, Whosoever shall say to the mountain, be removed to the problem area in your life. Now, here again, how many of you know he's not talking about a mountain, a literal rocky mountains out here. He's talking about problem areas in your business affairs, in your life, in your marriage, whatever. That's what he's referring to. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week, we have the CD offer number 7404, four CDs for $29 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $34. It's entitled, Where Satan Gets His Power. 
Now, this is the most comprehensive series I've ever done concerning this. In fact, it's the only time I guess I ever taught this message. But we did it on radio, and we took the commercials off of it. So it is a series that will give you insight into where the devil is getting his power to cause you trouble. I'll tell you, he gets it out of your own mouth. Jesus said, Whosoever shall say, here's a principle, Whosoever shall say, believe, doubt not in his heart, believe what he is saying will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Well, the devil knows that Jesus said that, and what you need to realize, it's a truth, and the truth together, actually, because it's a truth concerning the words you speak out of your mouth, for if you believe it, you have set spiritual law in motion. Therefore, when you say things that are contrary to the Word of God, the devil has your word for it, and he can cause those things to come to pass in your life. It seems that the devil can do nothing outside of fear, the same way that God seems not to be able to do anything outside of faith based on the authority of the Word of God. So the very truth is, as we study in the Word of God, is that Satan gets his power out of your own mouth. Now, see, he has no authority on this earth. You're born here. You have authority on the earth. Your body gives you authority here. But he'll take the words out of your mouth and operate on them and cause you problems through life. Offer number 7404, where Satan gets his power. It's four CDs for $29, plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $34. The toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.